This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Sources say Brazil's President Bolsonaro planning to skip America's summit hosted by U.S. President Biden. China changes its Latin American lending practices. Jamaica's central bank digital currency phase rollout underway. U.S. Department of Agriculture investing $19.8 million in U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico watershed infrastructure projects to benefit rural areas. Antigua and Barbuda to host the 32nd Green Climate Fund board meeting. And Cuba holds a Latin Caribbean theater season. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, May 12th. We start a report today in Brazil. MyView News via Reuters reports that Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro is not planning to attend the Summit of the Americas next month in Los Angeles. Two people familiar with the matter told Reuters on Tuesday. They say Bolsonaro has told his aides he won't be going to the U.S.-hosted gathering of heads of state from across the continent, but gave no reason why. The report states that Bolsonaro had admired former U.S. President Donald Trump and was slow to recognize the election victory of President Joe Biden. Relations between Washington and Brazil chilled last year. Bolsonaro and Biden have never spoken to each other. A spokesperson for Brazil's foreign ministry said no decision has yet been made. The president's attendance is being studied and is not confirmed, the official said. A third source said diplomatic talks to arrange a meeting between President Biden and Bolsonaro have been dropped since the Brazilian president decided not to go to Los Angeles. The United States will host the ninth summit of the Americas June 6 to 10 for the first time since the inaugural summit in Miami in 1994. Bahamanews.net via Voice of America reports that China's multi-million dollar loans to Latin American governments have come to a standstill. No new state-to-state loans have been issued over the past two years. According to experts, China has instead prioritized commercial loans for its company projects in the region. According to the report, since 2005, China's policy banks have been lending to countries in Latin America and the Caribbean, with the top three recipients being Brazil, Ecuador, and Venezuela, often with conditions guaranteeing Beijing access to those countries' natural resources. The region borrowed $138 billion from the China Development Bank and Export-Import Bank of China, distributed in 117 loans throughout the region. The trend accelerated with the global financial crisis in 2008, which reduced the financial options for emerging markets. Countries such as Argentina, Ecuador, and Venezuela were deeply in debt with Western institutions and turned to Beijing. China's loan to Latin America and the Caribbean governments reached its peak at $34.5 billion in 2010. However, the financing came with conditions. According to Stephen Kaplan's book, Globalizing Patient Capital, the Political Economy of Chinese Finance in the America, those conditions included requiring the borrowing countries 
countries to pay back part of the loans with oil, to purchase Chinese products such as machinery, or to give Chinese firms access to industries, including telecommunications and energy. Most recently, Chinese banks are focused on financing Chinese firms that operate in the region, according to a March report of the Inter-American Dialogue and the Boston University Global Development Center. Jamaica Information Service reports that the Bank of Jamaica advises that the phase-out rollout of Jamdex, Jamaica's central bank digital currency, is currently underway while the process to amend the Bank of Jamaica Act progresses. Currently, National Commercial Bank offers Jamdex through links, its digital wallet. In this regards, anyone with links will be able to make transactions using Jamdex with another Lynx wallet holder at a date that will be announced by the National Commercial Bank of Jamaica. The amendments to the Bank of Jamaica Act will make Jamaica's central bank digital currency legal tender and enshrine the bank as the sole issuer. Other digital wallet providers are being assessed in the bank's fintech regulatory sandbox in preparation for distribution of Jamdex at a later date this year. Jamdex, the digital form of Jamaica's currency, is issued and backed by the Bank of Jamaica. The United States Agricultural Secretary Tom Vilsack announced that the U.S. Department of Agriculture, USDA, will invest $420 million in 132 infrastructure projects in 31 states, including a $19.8 million investment in two projects in the Caribbean area. These projects include rehabilitating dams, flood prevention, and watershed restoration projects. They are part of the Biden-Harris administration's implementation of the bipartisan infrastructure law, building on the $166 million nationwide investment announced earlier this year. The announcement included funding through two programs, the Watershed and Flood Prevention Operations Program for New Watershed Infrastructure and the Watershed Rehabilitation Program. The two Watershed and Flood Prevention Operation Projects funded for the Caribbean are the Isabella Irrigation District, Puerto Rico's Irrigation Districts of Isabella, Costa Sur, and La Haas Valley were built in the early 1900s. This infrastructure is still used and is a key component for the agricultural development of the island, but it is losing water. The local authority and sponsor have targeted the Isabella Irrigation District's reservoir and irrigation system as their first priority for repair. On St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, Bordeaux farming community on St. Thomas requires irrigation water sources to continue and increase their farming operations. St. Thomas rainfall averages around 40 inches per year, which poses a challenge for the community agriculture. Interagency support is needed to define solutions and build permanent infrastructure to provide reliable sources of water for the Bordeaux farming community to meet the VI Department of Agriculture's goal to increase the amount of locally grown food and improve food security. Watershed and Flood Prevention Operation Program funds will be used to conduct a preliminary investigation feasibility report for irrigation water quality and quantity improvements for Estate Bordeaux St. Thomas. 
St. Martin Island Times reports that Ocean Charity Blue Marine Foundation has awarded an initial grant of $90,000 to marine parks on six islands in the Dutch Caribbean. The award will fund projects including coral protection and the training of youth and marine rangers. A variety of projects led by protected area management organizations on six islands will each receive a $15,000 grant. The funding is the first step in a long-term partnership to support the islands and help secure sustainable funding through the Dutch Caribbean Nature Alliance Thrust Fund. The new partnership is an important step forward in the successful management of marine conservation parks in the Dutch Caribbean. The UK-based charity has set up a small grant fund to provide quick access to support for critical conservation projects run by marine parks. The individual projects and their local partners are on Aruba, monitoring of water quality in its marine protected area and wetland in conjunction with the Aruba National Park Foundation, Bonaire, assessment of losses of stony coral and their possible future recovery together with Stitching National Park in Bonaire. Curacao, establishment of a marine bus transportation education program and a young marine ranger in conjunction with Caribbean Biodiversity Research and Management. SABA, provision of an air conditioning room for the new marine field station in collaboration with the SABA Conservation Foundation. St. Eustatius, assessment of coral health, fish abundance, and reef diversity together with the St. Eustatius National Parks Foundation. And on St. Martin, marine habitat monitoring in conjunction with Nature Foundation St. Martin. Unique ecosystems on the islands are vulnerable to threats such as wild livestock causing sedimentation on reefs and invasive species including lionfish and coral diseases. They are also at risk of overfishing, climate change, coastal development, erosion, and the accumulation of harmful algae caused by sewage. The Dutch Caribbean islands are also home to important blue carbon habitats, ocean ecosystems such as seagrasses, mangroves, and other marine plants that observe and retain carbon from the Earth's atmosphere. Seagrasses are so efficient at this that they can capture and store carbon dioxide up to 35 times faster than rainforest. The management and protection of these blue carbon habitats is vital in the fight against climate change. The six islands have coastal marine protected areas ranging in size from 10 to 60 square kilometers. Antigua Newsroom reports that Antigua and Barbuda has been selected to host the 32nd meeting of the Green Climate Fund Board, May 16 to 19, with preliminary meetings on May 15. The Green Climate Fund will also have another technical meeting on May 19 to the 21st at the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium. These meetings are expected to bring over 200 participants from across the world. The Antigua and Barbuda Department of the Environment will be working with the National Parks Authority to assist the Green Climate Fund in hosting this meeting, which will be held within the Nelson Dockyard.
Junkyard National Park. The Green Climate Fund is a global multilateral fund which was established to support the efforts of developing countries in responding to the challenges of climate change. The fund provides financial instruments such as grant, loan equity, and guarantees resources for low emission and climate resilient development. The funds provided by the Green Climate Fund comes from developed countries' government, which contribute funding as a part of their obligation under the International UN Climate Change Convention. The Green Climate Fund provides funding through entities that undertake a rigorous accreditation process. These accredited entities include the World Bank, UNDP, and other UN agencies, as well as what is called direct access entities. Antigua and Barbuda is one of only three CARICOM countries with a direct access entities. In addition to having the direct access entity, the small island development state's seat on the Green Climate Fund Board is held by Antigua and Barbuda. And finally, Bahamanews.net via Chinua News reports that Cuba is hosting the 11th Latin America and Caribbean theater season. Mayor Theatral in the Cuban capital of Havana, where most of the country's playhouses are located, streets and public areas have been adorned with festival-related banners. Organized by the Cuban Cultural Center Casa de las Americas, the biennial event came back after being suspended in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Running through Sunday, the theater season has gathered actors, playwrights, and theater directors from a dozen countries. The event features seminars, talks, and presentations of plays in Havana, as well as in the Cuban provinces of Matanza, Villa Clara, and Cienfuegos. Theaters in Cuba reopened in the second half of 2021 after the Caribbean nation closed its cultural venues and institutions in March 2020 due to the pandemic. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, May 12th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.